beer, bread, sweet, citrusy, bleachy, metallic. What do all these words have in common? Stay tuned to find out. But first, the Lady Parts Doctor podcast is a health podcast focusing on issues that affect women and those assigned female at birth. However, it is for everyone who wants to know anything about Lady Parts. This is our safe place to talk about things that matter to you, involving your spiritual, mental, and physical health. I mean, they are all Lady Parts. It's not medical advice, it's medical information. We talk and I give you the evidence with a little of my personal and professional experience sprinkled in. So sit back, relax, grab Grab your water, coffee, tea, wine. I've got my thermos of water and let's go. Hello and welcome to the Lady Parts Doctor podcast. I am Dr. Stephanie Hack, the Lady Parts Doctor, and I am so happy to have you joining me today because I love it when we chat and we always have great things to talk about. Today is no different. But first, on our last podcast episode, We did some affirmations. You guys know I love affirmations so much because I think that I am are two of the most powerful words and how we envision ourselves, how we think of ourselves, that's who we become. That's who we are. And so on our last episode, we did affirmations for inner peace. There is a lot going on in the world that is not peaceful. And if we want to enact and spread peace in the world, we have to be peaceful within ourselves, right? Like if everybody was peaceful within themselves, then we wouldn't be finding ourselves in these states of fighting and arguing and so on and so forth. So we had some powerful affirmations for inner peace. If you missed that one, go back, tune in. I mean, we have a ton of, I won't say a ton of affirmations episodes, but we've accumulated a fair number of affirmations episodes so far. So check that one out. And now let's bring this to today. Beer, bread, sweet, citrusy, bleachy, metallic. What do all these words have in common? If you guessed that these are all words used to describe the smell of the vagina, you're right. (laughs) Give yourself a pat on the back. And that really brings us to the question, what is a vagina supposed to smell like? There are many, many different thoughts. I went to a professional event over the weekend. A friend of mine had a business consulting brunch, a leadership brunch, and I couldn't help myself. I could not help myself. I thought about it and I was like, should I do it? Should I not do it? And I like just went ahead and did it. I took out my phone and I asked to record a voice memo, and I just asked this table of women and one man what a vagina smells like, what vaginas smell like. Now, mind you, when I ask this question, I'm like, well, what do vaginas smell like to you? Because as an OBGYN, I've smelled a lot of vaginas, so I have in my mind what vagina smells like. But I didn't really think about the fact that for many of them, unless they are often being intimate with someone with a vagina, they only really know what their own vaginal smell smells like. So it was just kind of funny to realize that I'm not just asking them what vagina smells like, I'm asking them what their vaginas smell like. And it was a great conversation, so why don't you take a listen to a clip of it? I would say like a twang 
of a citrus and a little bit of tuna. A little bit of what? And tuna. What? Tuna. Oh, tuna. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't really know. I know it's not supposed to smell sweet unless you eat pineapples or fruit, but but that's what it smells like too. I mean, mine doesn't smell like anything until I've been out of the gym. But you don't have to describe what you're. I don't know. Okay. Okay. What does it smell like to you? I don't know. I feel like my answer's over. <laughs> I mean, it just, it, I know it's supposed to have a, a scent, but I don't, I feel like every scent is different. It is. I think it's based on like diet and you know, a lot of what you put in your body, all that stuff, but. Is there any general thing that you think of? General thing? And you don't have to describe your own, but just like. I almost want to equate it to like, I don't know. It's just, it's a smell like I can't really describe. It's just. What can I equate it to? I guess. Like, what can I equate it to? I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to say I don't really know. I can't. Really I don't really know. I can't put my finger on it, but I know. Yeah, it's not supposed to smell like roses, but it, it's not this sweet vanilla smelling. No, it's just like your natural body scent, and everyone's is different. <laughs> What's your general thought of this? Um, like a healthy. Oh, healthy, it doesn't smell like anything. Or it just has your natural body odor. Yeah. But it's different to every person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we've gotten some feedback about what a healthy vagina smells like. Let's keep going. I'm going to pose the question again. What does a vagina smell like to you? She has a smell. Okay. It has taken me 40 some odd years to figure out she has a smell for how happy or not happy she is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what does a happy vagina smell like to you? Happy vagina. <laughs> Smells mild, eh, mildly pleasant. Mm -hmm. It smell, it's it's a very unique smell. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't liken it to like any scents in a store or, but it, it's a very unique smell. It's it's a calm smell. Mm -hmm. it, there's almost a little bit of a spice to it. Okay. Okay, I hope you're keeping score. So far, we've got spicy, mildly pleasant, calm, and unique. Let's keep going. What does um, it smell like to you? Oh, mm. I feel like even fresh out the shower, I'm like, <laughs> like, not like bad like uh, not bad but i think we have this idea that we can completely get rid of the mm -hmm. smell or i can make it smell like my soap yes and that was fresh out of the shower it still me. have a it still have a it's me mm -hmm. <laughs> this is mm -hmm. me so is there any any adjective you could use to describe what you think the vaginal smell is like i actually would say that it's a sweet smell but it's not like sweet like food right it's uh -huh. like um like sweet like um it's almost earthy. There's yeah. like an earthiness yeah, to it. Yeah, it does. Right? Okay. Yeah, it's like a naturally mm -hmm. sweet mm -hmm. smell. Now, fresh out the gym. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on where you are in your cycle, too. Yeah. I know you know what we're talking about. <laughs> and can I tell you what a great moment this created? This very personal, intimate conversation kind of happening during this event among a group of women and we all talked about it we the i was surprised how willing people were willing and excited about sharing 
their personal experience with their vaginal, uh, with their vaginal smell. Like it was really great. And that is the kind of fun that we have at Lady Parts Doctor. We have the conversations that need to be had that you have probably never had. <laughs> Along those lines, do you remember when actress Gwyneth Paltrow created and sold a candle on her website called This Candle Smells Like My Vagina? <laughs> I have so many thoughts about that, mostly good. But this particular candle boasted scents of geranium, citrusy bergamot, and cedar absolutes juxtaposed with damask rose and ambrette seed. Now, I don't know what half of those things smell like, but wait, nor do I know what half of those things are, but I do know what vagina smells like. I have smelled a lot of vaginas over the years. And with that said, it is almost... Easier for me to tell you what vagina doesn't smell like as opposed to like what it does. I said as much as my recent TEDx talk, the power of granting yourself permission. And you'd think that this topic has like nothing to do with women's health, but this topic has everything to do with women's health. And I share a lot about my experience as a provider from the conversations that I have with all of my patients, with women. It's a talk. If you haven't seen it, go to ladypartsdoctor.com and you can see it on the website. But I took this opportunity. I made like a last minute line change, literally like maybe two days before. It could have been even the day before. I swapped out a line that was specifically addressing the feminine hygiene industry's influence on our idea of vaginal care and feminine hygiene. And I swapped that out for a line focusing on you and your vagina and your vaginal scent specifically, because we don't talk about it enough, like I mentioned before. In this episode, I want to speak a little bit more about vaginal smell. Like it's just not talked about in the way it should be. I contributed to an excellent article in Well and Good this past September that breaks down the many smells of the vagina, what causes them, and when to be concerned. That is also on the website. It is such an important topic, so you should check that out. Go to Lady Parts Doctor. Doctor is spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R. Go to the website and you can find that article too on my, I think it's on like services or maybe speaking, but it has articles I've contributed to. Now, I want you to think about this. How often do you hear someone commenting on a vagina smell in a positive light? Like I remember when I was growing up, and I don't know if it's the case for the kids today and the young people today, excuse me, younger people. But when I was growing up, if you really wanted to make, make a comment about a woman and you weren't calling her a derogatory name, like you can make a comment about how her vagina smelled. You know, you just say like, oh, it smells fishy. Oh, it smells nasty. Oh, she got a nasty smell in vagina. And that's, you know, some form of that. And that was a serious insult. Like that was a real insult. And I can say that probably people of my generation have all had people say something like that. Oh, like her stuff stank. Have had someone say something like that about us, even if it wasn't true. Now, how often do you hear someone commenting on a vagina smell in a positive light? Almost never, unless it's in a very like sexual porn star, OnlyFans or fetish related context. And while there is a place for that, right? I want to keep this conversation going and speak about the vagina in a positive, strictly observational and informative way, because we want to know 
what vagina is supposed to smell like, especially if we've only ever smelled our own. Often the conversation that the question that we have is, is this normal? So here goes. What we think of as the vaginal smell is really composed of smells relating to two separate body parts. That's right, two separate body parts, the vagina and the vulva. And when you think about it, it really makes sense. It's all in the same area. You take off your underwear, it's all there, and all of those scents are working together. So you may be wondering, well, what's the difference? Briefly stated, the vulva is what you see on the outside. So if you took a mirror and looked in between your legs, that tissue that you see with the lips or the labia and the other stru uh, structures like the clitoris, and where you see the pubic hair, that is your vulva. And the vagina is the muscular tube that exists on the inside. So the opening that you see in between the labia minora, those are the smaller lips. And if you want a more in-depth anatomy review, I want you to refer back to the very first Lady Parts Doctor podcast episode. Now, here's a disclaimer. I did not know how to edit then. I was all about the, it's better to start than be perfect. And so I started and it wasn't perfect. So bear with me, but there's a ton of great information there. Now, back to what we're talking about today. The main vaginal smell is due to vulvar and vaginal secretions. So they all work together to create your unique scent. Vaginal secretions come from vulvar sebaceous, sweat, bartholins, and skein's glands. If you heard that and you're just like the what and the what, I'm going to explain a little further. Sebaceous glands are tiny glands found in your hair follicles, and they secrete sebum, which is an oily substance that keeps your skin hydrated and protects it from drying out. I don't know about you, but a dry vulva sounds horrendous. So thank you, vulvar sebaceous glands. We appreciate you. We are thankful for you. Now, we know what sweat glands are, so we're going to skip over that. Bartholin's glands, also known as greater vestibular glands, are located on each side of the vaginal opening, and they secrete a mucus-like fluid that keeps the vagina and vulva lubricated. Um... Yes, yes, and thank you, Bartholin's glands. We need you and we also appreciate you. Finally, the skein's glands are located on either side of the urethra. The urethra is a little tube that brings the urine from your bladder out into the world, into the toilet, wherever you use the restroom. And the skein's glands secrete a substance that lubricates the urethra opening. That is also very necessary, unless you like the sensation of burning or pins and needles when you pee. All of these secretions, sebaceous, sweat, bartholins, and skeins, have an odor. Vaginal secretions, on the other hand, are made of vaginal wall fluid, exfoliated cells, so those are the cells that slough off the vaginal walls, cervical mucus, endometrial, ovarian, and fallopian tube fluid. These secretions are made up of water, nutrients, electrolytes, and proteins, and are continuously released. The balance and amount of secretions that you're going to have is dictated by chemical processes that happen within our bodies, and the resulting odor is influenced by our ever-changing hormone levels. Oh yes, those hormone levels, those hormones are gonna get you in every way that they can. And I mean that in the positive way. This means you may smell one way the beginning of your menstrual cycle 
another way around ovulation and another way just before your period starts. Furthermore, it will smell different when you are pregnant and after you go through menopause. So you are not crazy for thinking that, yes, the smell changes. Now, how do hormones affect your vaginal smell? It has to do with the pH of your vagina. We have many different bacteria and even yeast which live in our vaginas, and that's referred to as the vaginal microbiome. High estrogen levels help create a more acidic vaginal environment, which is necessary for the bacteria lactobacillus. Those are like the amazing great bacteria of the vagina. At healthy vaginal pH levels of about 3.8 to 4.5, which is fun fact, similar to a tomato, lactobacillus levels are high. And there are lots of different types of lactobacillus species. And these species create lactic acid, which further maintains an acidic vaginal environment and keeps other vaginal bacteria at low levels and helps protect against infections like gonorrhea, chlamydia, and HIV. So all of the work of lactobacillus by keeping your vagina acidic helps protect against infections and just helps protect your vagina in general. Higher than usual levels of lactobacillus bacteria can give your vagina a slightly sour or tangy scent. Do you remember she said that? Okay, so her lactobacillus levels were probably high, which is great, it means she's getting extra protection. When the lactobacillus levels decrease though, when they decrease and the vagina becomes less acidic, it allows other bacteria in the vagina to thrive. Mm -mm, we do not want that. Some of these bacteria create byproducts such as amines, which are responsible for the fishy odor associated with bacterial vaginosis. Another fun fact, well, not fun, but interesting, is that those levels of bacteria that are often associated with bacterial vaginosis, like the different types of bacteria that we have, differ amongst race and ethnicities. So black women in particular are, are known to have, or research has shown that we have higher levels of the bacteria associated with bacterial vaginosis. Interesting. Now, this is an example of an unpleasant smell, all of that that I just gave, but it really is just to demonstrate how the hormone levels can affect the smell. What about diet, activity, and all the other fluids that can contribute to our special scent? Our diet can affect our vaginal smell in both direct and indirect ways. While there is little to no scientific evidence to support this, some, present company included, believe that the foods we eat greatly influence our vaginal smell. For example, eating strong smelling foods like onions, garlic, and curry can give the vagina a more pungent smell, or eating certain fruits can give your vagina a fruitier, sweeter smell. Indirectly, the foods we consume can disrupt our vaginal microbiome. They kind of mess up that environment of bacteria and yeast that are living in harmony to make certain smells more common. For example, consuming a diet high in sugars can increase the risk of developing a yeast infection, giving the vagina a bread-like smell. And if you know someone who has uncontrolled diabetes, for example, and with all of the sugars, they are constantly prone to yeast infections often, and they might notice that yeasty smell too. It's bread, like bread yeast smell. Working out 
also increases the secretions from our sweat glands, creating a musty, musky kind of scent, which we also talked about in that clip. Have you ever completed an exercise class at the gym? Okay, we're setting the scene. Maybe you just did yoga. Maybe you just did a full body workout and you were just relaxing on the floor, basking in that post-workout glow. You're getting ready to do that post-workout stretch and you lift your leg, move it across to stretch it out and boom, it hits you. <laughs> While you discreetly attempt to get another whiff just to be sure if that's really what you're smelling, you're also kind of looking around like, is anyone else noticing this? Can they smell me too? Personally, I have always relied on the kindness of good friends in those situations. Like, girl, do you smell me? Can you smell me? Like, I can smell me. Can you smell me? I know you've been there. I've had so many patients rush to make it to my office for that last appointment of the day, only to get there incredibly sweaty and incredibly embarrassed by the scent that activity has generated. And it's okay. It's just a variation of the vaginal norm. Blame it on the sebaceous glands. Finally, there are so many other fluids that contribute to our vaginal smell. For example, urine that makes its way into the vaginal vault or onto the vulva and the pubic hair can give the vagina an ammonia or bleach-like scent. And we are just, we hadn't even really talked about pubic hair on the vulva, but the pubic hair is really gonna trap all of those smells and kind of make those smells stick. Finishing your period can give your vagina a metallic coin-like scent due to the iron in blood. And remember, all of these processes can be happening at the same time, contributing to your ever-changing signature scent. Now, what can you do to get rid of a scent you don't like? Assuming your vagina is otherwise healthy, a shower or bath usually does the trick. No douching. I repeat, no douching. Taking a shower and using your hand to clean your labia with the water is all you have to do. So you're just going to let the water fall into your hand and then just use your fingers to kind of move between the folds of the labia. And you're really just washing out any like dried vaginal discharge that's there and kind of rinsing out the pubic hair to help get out any of the smell that's kind of trapped in those pubic hairs on your vulva. Why would you use your hand and not a washcloth? Well, washcloths can trap bacteria, which then you're putting into your vagina when you go to use that washcloth. Why no soap? It's simple, your vagina doesn't need it, it cleans itself. For many of us, we are sensitive and when you're putting soap, those chemicals can irritate the vagina. If you really must, I'm a fan of unscented Dove, if you really must. I know for some people, when they are menstruating, when they're on their period, it's like, I need to use something. And usually an unscented Dove or some other similar unscented mild soap should do the trick. Now, how do you know if something is wrong? If you have a fishy odor, or you're experiencing an odor with a change in your discharge color or amount accompanied by other symptoms like itching, burning, pain, or spotting. These are all things you should get checked out. And of course, if you have any concern, you should reach out to your doctor or your healthcare provider because it's always good to communicate and you don't wanna miss something or delay something that needs to be treated right away. 
I want to start adding, I know we've added affirmations at the end of the podcast, but I want to add some questions. If you need a little assistance beginning that conversation with your healthcare provider and you're like, I don't really know what to say, here are some questions that you can ask if you've noticed a change in your vaginal scent, if you have a concern about your vaginal scent. Number one, you can ask, what could be the possible cause of the change in vaginal odor? And are there any specific tests I need to identify the underlying issue? Are there any tests that I need to figure out why I'm having this change in my smell? Number two, are there any lifestyle changes like diet or hygiene that could improve my vaginal smell or help me keep a healthy vaginal smell? And number three, what are the potential treatment options for managing and treating the change in my vaginal smell? And what are the expected outcomes and how long until I notice improvement? And I think those are three pretty good questions to get you started and get some of the information that you want. Finally, I know you love the affirmations. I love them too. <laughs> the affirmation for this week is, my body is unique and its natural scent is a sign of my individuality and health. I pause there so you can say it. You can pause the podcast episode if you need to do that too, but we're going to do it one more time. My body is unique and its natural scent is a sign of my individuality and health. And that's the truth. I mean, my personal feeling is if someone doesn't like the smell of your vagina, then your vagina is not for them. And it's good to know that in advance, right? <laughs> Before you go, make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, leave a review. It's reviews like yours that help people know if we're their people and we are their people, especially if they want to have conversations like this. Also subscribe to the blog, ladypartsdoctor.com. You can follow me on Instagram at ladypartsdoc. It's the same on threads. It's the same on YouTube and it is the same on TikTok. For some reason, I couldn't remember that one. And I love when we connect. So hit me up. Send me a DM if you have a question, a concern, a thought, something that you want to share. Again, there is no medical advice here. We are just having conversations about the topics you want to discuss. You can also email me at drhack, D-R-H-A-C-K, at ladypartsdoctor.com. Until next time.